everybody. Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And today we're going to talk about the NFL Draft. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter at the FTS Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts, and send in questions or comments to us at theftspod at gmail.com. For our mailbag segment, we do every other week. As we mentioned last episode, be sure to join our NFL.com Predictive Pick Contest group with the group name being From the Sidelines. The link can be found in our Twitter. Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring today's podcast. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They rate each seat 0 to 10 based off their value, being good or bad. Plus, viewers who use our code FTSPOD get $20 off their first purchase. So guys... Did you know that 40,000 Americans get injured by toilets each year? No. No. Can't say I Josh, did. We don't care about random toilet facts. We care about the NFL draft. Devin, you want to go ahead and get us started with that? That is right, Chad. On today's episode, we will be conducting our own NFL mock draft. Uh, we will be cycling through the picks with Noah starting at the top with the Cardinals selection, and we will go through cycling through every four picks, alternating uh who has what pick, and seeing what players are left on the board when we're on the clock. And with the first pick in the NFL draft, uh, I'm going to go Kyler Murray, but not necessarily by Arizona. Uh, I understand that they've probably fully committed to not getting him, and they're going to trade the pick to a team that wants Kyler Murray. That's why I'm thinking he's going to go first pick here. And I know that the Raiders agreed to Derek Carr being the quarterback right now, but I, I feel like it'd be really dumb for them not to trade up to get them because uh, uh, he's a very good quarterback for past Derek Carr who has his own faults, accuracy being one of those biggest concerns. But um, that's what my pick is going to be. Noah calling the trade for the first pick. That's uh, yeah. interesting. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals kept Kyler Murray just because it's the Cardinals and, yeah, they're the Cardinals. I think it's more likely that they keep the pick, take Kyler Murray, and then move on from Josh Rosen. Uh, I've heard the Redskins would be interested in a potential trade. Well, of course the Redskins would be. Dan Snyder (laughs) wants to be the worst person ever. (laughs) You mean Case Keenum's not the Super Bowl winning quarterback you need? Let's move on to another subject, please. I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion on Case Keenum, though. This should be interesting. Uh, a one-year wonder. Yeah, I just hope the Cardinals get this pick right, uh, concerning the the awful pick that, that was Josh Rosen last year. You'd hate to draft a quarterback in the first round two years in a row. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, on uh, on the behalf of Larry Legend, I want him to go out with the ring, so I hope they do something right. It, or at least an NFC title. That's all I want. You're going to have right. to keep hoping for that one. Yeah. All right. With the second pick, I have to go with the best player that's on the draft board right now, which is Nick Bosa from Ohio State. He's a powerful and very quick pass rusher. And very disruptive on just about every play that he's in. He's also a very, very quick off the snap and uh, can convert his speed into power. Um, I like. I also like that he's very stout at the point of attack and can really 
uh, just pursue the football on on run plays specifically. Will he be as good as his brother Joey Bosa? I don't know, but he will. Whatever team drafts him will have a good edge rusher and uh, get a lot of production out of him immediately. And, you know, I agree with this pick as well because uh, he was seen uh, deleting some pro-President Trump and anti-Colin Kaepernick tweets because of the possibility of being selected by San Francisco. So they're already looking out for him in terms of fan base. So I think that's a big giveaway right there. All right, with the third pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, uh, the New York Jets are going to select Josh Allen Dang from – uh, our our fan base of the University of Kentucky. Uh, when you look at uh, Allen, watching what he did his uh, senior year, it was truly outstanding. He displayed amazing athletic ability, uh, especially as an edge rusher in the 3-4 uh, defense that uh, Mark Stoops installed. Um, he showed a, a high motor, I would say, that it was definitely on the, pl- on the field every time out, every snap. Um, constantly after the quarterback. When you look at the film from the Mississippi State game, he literally had both their offensive tackles committing false starts on almost every single play. Uh, So just the threat of uh, an edge rusher like Josh Allen, I definitely think will slide in nicely with the uh, New York Jets defense. Yeah, I definitely agree with that pick. Um, When you look at a player like Josh Allen, who made the impact he did, at a non-football school like Kentucky and against all these stout SEC opponents and what he was able to do, um, he had 17 sacks on the year and was second in FBS in tackles for loss. So he's not that strong of a guy, but when you're as fast as he is, you don't don't really need strength because he, uh, he can just use his agility to get around blockers, really. And then a underrated skill set that he has, he can also draw back into coverage and cover just just about any receiver too. Oh yeah, the the Texas A&M game when he was in main coverage against Jace Sternberger, about twenty yards down the down the field, and then he made a play on the ball at the at the pylon. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. Even though with how incredibly impressive that was, and with all the film he has, I don't agree with this pick to a degree. I feel like Quinn and Williams will be going here once again because uh, the Jet, even though the Jets are in the team, uh, top five that are most likely to trade down, especially if Nick Bosa isn't on the board, uh, they don't have a second-round pick uh, because of the Darnold trade last year. So, And they're going to need another selection. They just are, and I honestly see them getting Quinning Williams because he will lead New York Jets to the best defensive line in the league. Plus, the Leonard Williams contract is about to expire soon, so they'll use that as an insurance policy for him in case he wants to dip out and get some more money. And plus, even if they did, they could trade the pick away and get somebody they value, more likely a cornerback or a linebacker, one of those, one of those two. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with the Josh Allen pick. Um, yeah, sorry, Noah. Uh, I know Quentin Williams is good and all, but, uh, what Josh Allen did with Kentucky, he was insane. He actually made them a ranked football team for, you know, most of the year. What seemed, yeah, yeah, no, that's very rare. 
ended the Florida streak and took them to a New Year's Six Bowl, which they won, by the way. Which they won. Snell, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just really agile. He's really quick. He can get around people who are blocking him. He can get sacks. He can fall back in coverage. And he, I think his agility is what gets him for me. Okay, so moving on to pick four uh, is where I'm going to take Quinnen Williams uh, from Sweet Home, Alabama. Um, I think he's got—he's just got a really good size, and he's really strong, and his football IQ is just off the charts. Um, you know, as a pass rusher, he explodes off the ball, and he maintains his leverage. Uh, he's constantly double teams, but but he always finds ways to get around his like people who are blocking him. Uh, against the run, he plays low and he locks his hands inside, and he always, yeah, he's just insane. Uh, like Noah said, he could really make a difference for any team, and I think that's what he'll do, and that's why I'm taking him at pick four. What do you all think? This is where I had Josh Allen, to be completely honest, because there, even though there's speculation of this pick going to Kyler Murray via trade, uh, there is proven evidence that John Gruden prefers veteran signal callers. And that's why they were talking about keeping Derek Carr. So I would also imagine if they're going to ignore that, then they absolutely have to address the pass rushing situation because you all know why. They traded Khalil Mack. I'm not going to say it again. It's that dumb. And Josh Allen can automatically convert any defense into elite. He can. He's a building block around them, and he needs more people around him. With that being said, with the other picks they have, they can build a terrific pass rush defense, all leading with Josh Allen. He's the entire reason that Kentucky was even in contention for an SEC title uh, at all. And he can play in coverage and also rush. So I honestly see they can't go wrong with that. And with the fifth pick, the I would imagine that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would go at defensive tackle Ed Oliver out of Houston. Uh even though that the Buccaneers used a uh, first-round pick on a defensive tackle last year, uh, they have the least valuable cap space in the NFL, which is why there's talk of the front office an attempt to trade Gerald McCoy, which would open up the cap space for somebody of a talent like Ed Oliver. Uh, if you get 22-and-a-half tackles for loss as a freshman at defensive tackle, you're going to deserve some money in the higher pros. You just are. And... I've never heard of this man being outside of a top 10 pick any year he's played at Houston. Any. And the defensive line of Tampa Bay has been horrendous for years. I, other than Gerald McCoy. And they need to address this in his later years as well. So that's my pick. Do you think there's any possibility that they try to replace Kwan Alexander, who they lost in free agency, and go uh, Devin White? Honestly, I do agree with that. I feel like they would get a linebacker if Ed Oliver does go top four in some outrageous case. But honestly, they could also use that pick on Josh Allen in case Oakland doesn't pick Josh Allen and they go with Kyler Murray and trade up. So any to be honest, between those two, you can't go wrong. So leads one SEC school to uh, <laughs> a Citrus Bowl win, uh, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, White over Oliver, personally. Uh, I just think that Oliver is a little undersized for me. Um, I think his rush defense is good, but I think when it comes to coverage, I think that undersized would be kind of lack for him, and I think that'll be his downfall. And speaking of Devin White, 
Well, my favorite linebacker in the draft, probably, out of LSU. Um, I think the Giants should probably take him here, assuming they don't try to take a quarterback and replace Eli. If they do that, I think their best option is probably Dwayne Haskins. If they take someone like Daniel Jones, I <laughs> think that's a mistake. Um <laughs> I just think Dwayne Haskins is the better quarterback um, and Drew Locke as well. So I know some mock drafts had Daniel Jones going, but that would be a mistake. But anyway, uh, so my pick here would be Devin White. He's very explosive and has a lot of playmaking ability, Um, has the ability to cover tight ends, can play man and zone, and also blitz very well. He also... uh, has the ability to win one-on-ones against pass protection, um, can play just about anywhere on the field, and also has pretty good instincts and can read plays very well. Obviously, I think any team looking for needs at the linebacker position, uh, this is definitely the way to go. He's, He's got the full package, I think. Yeah, and one thing I really like is his speed, because, uh, when he was in high school, he played running back, and I think that really developed his quickness. And moving on to college, I think that really helped him develop uh, defensively, and I think he would be a great pick here. I agree right here. This is my pick at number six. The Giants would be foolish not to get this, man. They need to fill a void at linebacker they have for a while now. So this is my pick as well. All right. With the seventh pick, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars will select Jawan Taylor. Offensive tackle out of the University of Florida. Uh, I think this is probably the most straightforward, simple pick uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, after signing Nick Foles to the lucrative off the offseason deal, um, I think it'd be smart to ensure he has a great offensive tackle with a seventh pick. Uh, so when you draft uh, Juwan Taylor, I imagine you just slot him right in at right, uh, right tackle um, he fits great into the zone rushing offense uh, that the Jaguars run. Um, he's been a freshman starter, starting uh, 33 games at right tackle and two at left tackle. Um, he has a lot of uh, fluidity and quickness for a man of his size, 334 pounds, six foot five. Probably my favorite offensive lineman prospect in the draft, and I could see the Jaguars taking him here. Yep, I completely agree. Um... Left tackle Cam Robinson is a huge question mark. So I honestly feel like sometimes if they wanted to, uh, they would move uh, Juwan Taylor to left tackle and have Robinson play right. That way he's not on the blind side of Nick Foles. Uh, I feel like Juwan Taylor would be a much, much better blind side tackle than Cam Robinson. I completely agree. And he has such power. I feel like you could also play him at the guard if you really needed to. Obviously, I think the tackle is his strong suit, but I feel like he has, he has the ability to play just about anywhere on the yep. offensive line. I agree. All right, with pick eight, I think I'm going to take Montez Sweat out of uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I think he's very good. Uh, he's tall. He's long. He's athletic. Uh, he's really good as a pass rusher. He relies on a quick get off and his length just overpowers the people who are blocking him. Uh, he doesn't show much snap power on contact, but he still finds a way to win that battle. He plays, he plays a little high and will get moved around by opposing tackles, uh, but I think he'll improve on that. 
he's much better versus, you know, tight ends. I don't think tight ends are able to really get around him. And, you know, one thing that the, that the Lions need right now is some good defense. What do you guys think? I, I definitely, I definitely like his uh, three-point uh, stance uh, ability. Um, he's had some experience in the five technique and the three technique. Uh, when you look at um, what he's able to do as an explosive player with his athleticism, um, he definitely has a switch that he can definitely turn on. Um, I definitely agree with this this choice. And with the ninth pick in the draft, I'm going to go Buffalo taking Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington State. Um, they need to address the offensive line uh, to support Josh Allen. Uh, this I there was never a snap that I didn't see Josh Allen running from his life, and I don't think <laughs> they're going to want to do that anymore. Uh, Andre Dillard he had a very very good uh, stellar combine performance this year, and it brought some eyes onto him. So they would be very dumb not to take this very large man and put him on the tackle side and put him probably on his blind side because he has the strength and the feet work to keep up with even the best defensive ends in the league. Next pick at 10, I'm calling the Broncos take TJ Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa. If there's anything the Broncos have struggled with other than quarterbacks ever since Peyton Manning retired, uh, it's definitely been the tight end position. They drafted Jake, but he didn't really work out. They also had Jeff Hewerman. He wasn't good either. I don't know if they just don't don't use utilize their tight ends very well or if they just never had a good playmaker. But I think TJ Hawkinson can make an immediate impact uh, on this Broncos team. He has very good high point skills, can go up and get the ball, uh, especially in the red zone. Very physical after the catch and has pretty decent speed for a tight end. But his run blocking is definitely his forte. Not that I've seen very many Iowa games, but I know I've seen a lot of pancake blocks on some of his highlights. So he's definitely the best tight end, and I think the Broncos have to start utilizing tight ends now. I agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, I also see there being a possibility that Hawkinson goes to the Green Bay Packers because they need to upgrade the awful tight end situation that they've had for years and give Aaron Rodgers some inside help, even on the vertical passing. Uh, But I also agree with this pick as well. Uh, You couldn't go wrong either way. All right, moving on to the 11th pick in the draft. Uh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals will select Drew Locke, quarterback out of Missouri. Um. Andy Dalton has been a, a fun ride, um, a lack of playoff wins, but, uh, you know, it might be time to move on, I think. Uh, Drew Locke think? probably has... <laughs> if Andy Dalton's your starting quarterback, you're probably not going far in the postseason. <laughs> and not only that, but if you're paying him $17 million, you need to get out. You need to go. That's, that's accurate. That's very true. But I definitely think Locke has the most potential out of any quarterback in the class. Uh, but he's also the most raw and will require the most uh, work. Um, his arm strength is spectacular. Um, Josh Allen type arm strength. Uh, but his decision making could use some work. Um, he kind of lacks confidence. He is capable of extending the play though, but doesn't always make the right decision when he scrambles out of the pocket. But when you look at his poise in the pocket and his arm strength, um, he definitely has the tools there to become a elite NFL quarterback. 
You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And uh, not only that, but the Cincinnati Bengals are under a new regime. And uh, with my experience in the NFL and what I've watched for however long I've watched it, uh, new regimes mean new quarterbacks. And I honestly see it's time to move on from Andy Dalton and get Drew Locke in here. But I also see Dwayne Haskins dropping here as well if he can get available. Honestly, just the point is it's time to move on from Andy Dalton. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. All right. With the 12th pick, the Green Bay Packers, uh, I'm their GM right now, and I'm going to take Jonah Williams. Uh, I think that he would fit well protecting uh, Aaron Rodgers, which is exactly what the Packers need. Um, I think he has really good footwork, and I think he's good whenever uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers drops back, and I think that he'll be able to keep Aaron Rodgers safe and protected. Huh. Yeah, if, <laughs> if Jonah Williams is available at pick 12, the Packers should definitely jump on that. When you have an MVP caliber quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, could definitely help with the extended uh, blocking time that right. Jonah Williams can uh, help provide. And although the Packers really rely on their passing, I think that Jonah Williams is very good in the run game as well. I think he's good at, I think he's quick, he's agile, and I think he can block defenders very well and very easily, and I think he'd be a perfect fit here. As a good offensive lineman do. Maybe, and maybe Rodgers can play more than one game without injuring a knee or something. Hopefully. <laughs> Jonah Williams claims one of the more impressive stats uh, from last football season. Throughout the entire season, he did not allow a single sack. And when you think about what Tua was doing, uh, scrambling, making all kinds of plays uh, outside of the pocket, it's very impressive, especially against the elite SEC defenses. And with the 13th pick, I have the Miami Dolphins taking Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Uh, the Dolphins have just five draft picks this year, guys. Isn't that, isn't that smart? With, a, that, such a, <laughs> with such a stacked draft class, you only get five picks. And if, with a team like the Dolphins, you have so many holes and you don't have resources to fill them. I honestly see this move coming at a need because Christian Wilkins has superior speed for a defensive tackle. If you don't believe me, watch the combine. And his athleticism as an interior disruptor is unparalleled to anybody I saw play in the ACC. It's just not. And the Miami Dolphins, uh, if you all can name me the defensive tackles from their defensive line, from excluding their time with Adamican Sue, I'll wait right now. I think uh, we're just going to cut that dead air time, and you can keep going. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It'd just be dead air. So it's time for them to address this defensive line, and I don't see them going wrong with this pick. And for the Falcons at pick 14, who have had just an atrocious defense throughout recent years, could use some help at the – well, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Could you yeah, some I help? Yeah, I know you're not. I was about to say, I know no. That's music to Noah's ears right now. Yeah, you're speaking praise. I think they got to go cornerback here with Greedy Williams out of LSU. Um, yeah, good thank picks. You. Thank good you. picks. Maybe I should take over as GM. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think he's good. He can shadow uh, good receivers. He's very athletic and makes smart decisions. My only th knock against him, though, is he's a little bit undersized at 6'2", only 187. He's not very strong. 
can't really help with the run defense, but I think his quickness can probably make up for that. And his jumping ability too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the first point I made. He's he's very athletic. He had eight interceptions last year, so I I don't think you can go wrong here if you're the Falcons with uh, Greedy Williams. Well, as a Falcons fan, I can't agree more. <laughs> they need the help in the secondary for sure. As oh, a yeah. non-Falcons fan, I really like his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, and with the 15th pick in the draft, uh, if he's available here on draft night, I will be the most shocked man alive. But I'm going to have to take the quarterback out of the Ohio State University, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, when you look at what he was able to accomplish over his career, uh, it was definitely remarkable. Um, he has the the NFL QB height that you would look for in a standard quarterback, 6'3", 220. He has a pretty good arm uh, with a solid build, but he's definitely more of a pocket passer. He kind of lacks the uh, mobility, kind of like a, a Big Ben type. He definitely has poise in the pocket and good pocket awareness. He's able to step up. Um, he just needs to work on his athleticism with his speed, his uh, decision-making, and kind of keeping up with the, the change of pace that he'll expect to see at the NFL level. See, I, I agree. The quarterback will be addressed here. But there's also, in case Dwayne was to go quicker, which there is a huge chance that might go, especially with Cincinnati and their need, I would go Daniel Jones out of the University of Duke. They, Bleh. I, yeah, I know. Duke. I'm agree with Chad on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, but you're right. But and even though they traded for a young quarterback in Case Keenum, well, not exactly young. They need a younger quarterback, one that they can develop under their system and get them to know the playbook. And if they can't get Josh Rosen, who reportedly is in trade talks with them, they have to select this pick at it. And uh, Daniel Jones has very positive arm strength and athleticism. I don't believe this personally, but they're comparing him to Carson Wentz. I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> None of us probably believe that. But That's a good joke right there. You know, what, uh, you know what Carson Wentz didn't do? Go 19 and 19 over his career. You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to give him an excuse because he played at Duke in football in the ACC. No. Which is... You can't say that exactly. Which is exactly what concerns me because I don't really see the Duke coaches developing a yeah. quarterback. Well, the only reason I say this is because three NFL general managers reportedly believe that he would be the first quarterback taken before Kyler Murray surge and agreeing to come play football instead of baseball. So I don't know. That, that would be my pick other than Dwayne, but that's just me. All right, and with the last pick in this NFL draft preview, with pick 16, me being the Panthers GM, I think I'm going to go with DK Metcalf, Donkey Kong Metcalf uh, out of Mississippi. Um, I think, you know, his height is an advantage. Um, I was considering A.J. Brown at this pick, but DK Metcalf has a few inches on him. I think that his speed is also very well, considering how tall he is. Um, I think he's very good on the post routes, slant routes. I think he's just all around really good. And uh, he's a little choppy at the top of his route when he's working back to the quarterback. But I think he can make up for that. And 
he's really good after he catches the ball. He can break tackles, pull away from defenders, and I think he would be a great pick for the Panthers here considering who they have at wide receiver. I'm a little concerned with his uh, foot quickness at the point of attack, especially against press man. Uh, he has he also definitely has some durability concerns. So I would I would tend to lean AJ Brown at this selection, but pick and choose. Isn't isn't DK the one being compared to Megatron? Yep. That's what NFL draft scouts are I, saying. I feel like we so. should slow down there, but that they can they can do them. Yep. Yep. Let's just compare DK Metcalf to one of the career receiving yard leaders. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> All right, so to recap the first half of the first round of our mock draft preview, uh, we have the Cardinals taking Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. Uh, Noah thinks that could be a Raiders trade up, but uh, we'll all tune in on Thursday night to see exactly what plays out. We then have a defensive player run uh, with Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, Quinnen Williams, and Ed Oliver rounding out the top five. We then have Devin White going to the New York Giants. Jawan Taylor, which I think is probably the lock of the draft, seventh overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then we have Montez Sweat, Andre Dillard, and TJ Hawkinson to round out our top ten. As we move into the double digits, we have the Bengals selecting the second quarterback of the draft in Drew Locke. Uh, We then have the Packers selecting Jonah Williams, offensive tackle out of the University of Alabama. The Dolphins get the help they need at the defense with Christian Wilkins. Uh, we then have the Falcons taking the first defensive back in the draft in Greedy Williams. And the Redskins getting their quarterback of the future in Dwayne Haskins. And then Josh just wrapped us up with the Carolina Panthers selecting the first wide receiver in the draft, DK Metcalf. Yeah. And of course, this is probably not how the draft is going to go, but that's okay. If you would like to compete against us as a podcast, um, be sure to participate in our NFL.com Predict the Pick game. Uh, We have provided the link on our Twitter, and we will tweet out the link again after this podcast is uploaded. Uh, And the group name is From the Sidelines, so feel free to join and take your best shot at taking down the podcast. Yeah, good luck with that. You ain't beating us. And once again, shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring today's podcast. Don't forget to use our code FTSPOD to get $20 off your first purchase. Again, FTSPOD. Bye, have a great time. Bye, have a great time. Bye, have a great time.